to Ivy League Prep Academy Podcasts, where we explore ideas for living a better life and preparing for the university of your choice. We're your hosts, Nathaniel and Steve. Today we discuss Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, I keep hearing about this book. Steve, can you tell me, is it worth all the hype? Uh, it, it is absolutely worth the hype it's getting. Uh, it's both fascinating and practical. It's well worth the time to sit down and read it. Okay, so tell us about the book. All right, so it's by James Clear. Uh, he finds a way to combine biology, neuroscience, psychology, some philosophy. Man, he ties it all together really well. He explains why the habits we wish to form are so difficult to form. And then exactly the opposite, the bad habits we, we want to get rid of are just so difficult to break. It's just brilliant. Okay, so so that's like the $100,000 question. <laughs> yeah. how, do we, how do we get rid of those bad habits? How do we form the difficult habits? Um, why does he call it atomic habits? What's the atomic part? Yeah, so uh, atoms, right, are these tiny incremental building blocks of life. And tiny incremental improvements are the building life the building blocks of the life that we create, uh, just like atoms are the building blocks of matter. So habits are like the compound interest of self-improvement. Getting just 1% better every day over time creates massive, massive returns. And habits are a double-edged sword, right? They can work for you or against you. And so understanding the details is essential. Think about it this way. If you have ice in, say, a 20-degree room, uh, or for those who are uh, not in America using Celsius, you've got, you've got uh, some ice in, in a room that's maybe negative 15 degrees, okay? And this is, your goal is to melt this ice, right? So uh, every day, you work hard on raising the temperature in the room. And every one degree shift in temperature is significant, but it appears that no change is happening because the ice isn't melting, right? Then suddenly, after several days, right, when the temperature finally shifts to 32 degrees or, or zero, and it just shifts above that point, a major change begins to happen. All right. So th this is just like, uh, I don't know, the, the quest to thin down the body, right? Uh, every day you run. And after two months, you look at yourself and you look exactly the same. Uh, the major changes haven't manifested, even though each day you continue running to you move yourself closer to that time when the major shift will manifest. And it's not just getting in shape, right? Studying is like this. Uh, we talk about this in our Ivy League elite camp. Studying does not give us linear results, just like working out does not give you linear results. If you study for 10 days, it isn't like you've learned 10 times as much as you knew after one day. Uh, but I imagine you can agree with me that, uh, you know, when what we saw at Harvard, uh, and you see this in high performers around the world, right? Students that know a lot uh, they, they just know how to study. 
they know that the work won't show up until the brain starts making the right connections, right? It's as if that one degree temperature change shifted from the freezing point to just above freezing point. Things start to make sense. You can analyze material in a meaningful way. You can start constructing sentences in your foreign language correctly, etc. right? So uh, one more example that I, I really loved uh, to this idea that mastery requires patience the, the San Antonio Spurs, right? They're one of the most successful teams in NBA history. In their locker room is a quote by Jacob Rees that says, when nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing on it. Yet at the 101st blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is fascinating because these examples are are fantastic, and uh, and we can all relate to temperature changes. We can relate to hitting our head against a rock and trying to make progress, <sighs> and then suddenly something clicks. And for some people, it happens uh, many times in their lifetime with many different habits they're forming or different projects they're beginning, and others it happens very rarely. Uh, but this almost reminds me of uh, the book Flow and getting into flow and that breaking point, uh, the the runner's high, the, you know, when you keep working towards something and it is just this snail's pace and then suddenly you just break through something and you can, uh, you know, runners experience this all the time. And I've experienced this in, in uh, you know, before I ran my first triathlon, uh, I, I had this, uh, every mile was so painful. And then suddenly after a month or two or three of training as hard as I could, just this breakthrough happened. And suddenly I could run twice the distance as I could the day before, because something just snap something clicked yeah yeah see we have this we we think that progress is linear and that's the mistake really the body's figuring it out right the mind is figuring out what we're doing and so there's this uh i think he calls it the valley of disappointment right this this period where we think we should be progressing at a linear pace but we stay close to our starting point for a long time and then the curve starts to look um, exponential, right? Yeah. And, and it just shoots up beyond that linear pace that we thought we would be on. And suddenly we're far better than we would have been if we had been linear the whole time. Yeah. That's a little yeah. complicated, I think, for our non-native <laughs> speakers. Well, yeah, just, just fantastic. Just, yeah, great examples. So how do we start the new habits that, that we've always been wanting to start, that we've been thinking about for years? Uh, where do we begin? How do we form them correctly? Yeah, awesome question. So um, what most people do, right, is they set a goal. Think about New Year's resolutions. Uh, for many, many people's New Year's resolutions are, uh, to put it lightly, ineffective. Sure. Right? And we, we've talked about that before uh, quite a bit at our camp. So it, you think about it, there are some problems with thinking that goals are the solutions. Okay, first, winners and losers both set the same goals, right? Every Olympian wants to win the gold medal. Every job candidate wants to get the job. Uh, so there's no differentiation 
between setting a goal and winning and setting a goal and, and losing. It's not about the goal itself. Um, and, and some of the reasons for that, uh, achieving a goal is, is only a momentary change. So first of all, winners and losers set the same goals. Second, achieving a goal is only a momentary change. So if you are behind in the reading for biology class and your goal is to catch up, you summon up the energy to read the material and you'll catch up. And momentarily, you're there. But if you maintain those same study habits that allow you to get behind in every subject, allowed you to get behind in the first place, before long, you'll be behind again. And you will exhaust yourself if you keep needing to summon up this massive amount of energy in order to catch back up again. So achieving your goals changes your life for a moment, right? But that's the counterintuitive thing about improvement. We think we need to change our results, but the results are not the problem. What we really need to change are the systems that caused those results. Hmm. Okay, so there's two more reasons why goals are are not uh, the way to do this. Uh, so third, goals can restrict happiness. Okay, we, we talked about on an earlier podcast, the happiness advantage. And and we learned, hopefully pretty clearly, that, that uh, the idea of if I can reach my goal, then I'll be happy is false. It's not only not, to, not true, right? Reaching goals often does not lead to happiness, but it's also backwards, right? Happiness now leads to success later. And I can't recommend enough. If you haven't heard our podcast about the happiness advantage, uh, go listen to that now. It'll help to fill this in completely. But the systems that create happiness, right? The, the, the systems we put in our lives that stimulate gratitude, that create happiness in the moment and create success. These are the systems. These systems are far more effective than setting goals and hoping for a hit of dopamine when we reach the goal, hoping to have, to be able to summon up energy and willpower uh, regularly to, to meet our goals. And then fourth, this, the fourth reason is goals can diminish long-term progress, which is again, super counterintuitive. The goal oriented mindset leads you to yo-yo behavior. You work out every day for three months until you finish your race and you reach your goal, but then you stop working out because you reached your goal, right? If the purpose of setting goals is to win the game, uh, the purpose of building systems into your life is to continue playing the game and continue improving and enjoying the game. So it is your commitment to the process that will determine what kind of person you become in the long run. Okay. All right. So, so according to the book, then, uh, instead of setting goals for ourselves, we should be building systems and not setting goals so much as building systems around the success habits that we want to form. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you, right? The problem is your system. You are repeating bad habits over and over again, but it's not because you, you don't want to change, right? It's because you have the wrong system for change. All right. So Steve, uh, you've gone over a ton from this book. Sounds like we all need to read it, Atomic Habits. Uh, and you've put some really good points together for uh, how to change our perspective and how to uh, think about the systems we want to change in our lives rather than just setting um, isolated goals. Uh, 
Um, how do you recommend we take action on that? What, what's the takeaway for us uh, until we finish reading the book ourselves? How do we uh, take something actionable away from all this? Oh, man. Uh, how much did you say this question is worth? Was that the $100,000 or million-dollar question? Uh, uh, either. Uh, well, let's say <laughs> $1,100,000. $1.1 million. $1.1 million question. Uh, honestly, uh, that is, that's the book. So I think, I think what's important, uh, w- w- let's go into a lot of detail there. Um, but for this, this podcast, right, for this conversation, I think the goal is to understand the mindset um, that a successful person has. And if you, are, if you understand habits, you understand that, that the whole point is you don't have to think about it, right? You're not using up willpower, this finite resource. You're not using up willpower to make good decisions. You're just doing the right things out of habit. And then the other thing is you're not reinforcing habits that are, are really cutting your legs out from underneath you. Okay, so your habits, like, like I said at the very beginning, they're a double-edged sword. They can help you so much. It's compound interest. And over time, it, it creates, I, I mean, whether the, the quote is attributed to Einstein, whether it's true or not, that Einstein said it, the, the idea that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world um, is because it just, it, it builds slowly, 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 and then it just absolutely rockets. And habits do the same thing. We become the, we become our habits. And so the shift in mindset is goals are nice for helping you form a direction, but it's really the systems you put in place, those one degree shifts in temperature that are going to change your body, are going to uh, allow you to study at a higher level, perform at work at a higher level, be a better parent, and so on. So uh, not to create too much of a cliffhanger, but I would say stay tuned. Um, And in our next podcast, let's go through how we create effective systems. Okay. So it sounds like the teaser is we're going to go into a lot more detail in the next episode. And the actionable item that we can take away is uh, take a look at your perspective on goals and get ready for a massive shift. (laughs) Incorporating these analogies and the messages we've had so far from the book Atomic Habits. I love it. Well said. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.